Hey, Lovebird, it's me, Stephanie, CEO of The Good Love Company and leading relationship expert. You're about to start transforming your love life from the inside out with the So Good podcast. I've been widely considered the leader in the love coaching space and have worked with super achievers all around the world for over six years. Here, you're not gonna find cheesy dating tips or fluffy nonsense, no manipulative tactics either, because my work is about understanding behavior, identity, and motivation. Pair that with energetic work, somatic healing, and ooh, your love life is about to get so good. These talks are designed to inspire, provoke, and guide you on your journey home to take you and your love life to heights you've never thought possible. If you're wanting more from your relationships, better connection, hotter sex, self-love tips, and emotional mastery, then stick around. It's about to get so good. I'm glad you're here. Hello, darling. What's up? Welcome to another episode of So Good. It is me, Stephanie, and we are going to dive right in to episode two of the Why Are You So Obsessed With Him three episode workshop training mind muse verbal riff. Take what you want, leave the rest. But we talked in episode one about the difficulty ease skill and how learning your own personal center is going to be such a game changer and not being so stressed out in dating and obsessively checking your phone and overanalyzing every single text and every single word and really letting your day and your mood be dependent on the guy that you're seeing. So get cozy, grab a beverage, get a blanket, like light a candle. We're going to dive right in. Okay. So you lucky listeners are going to learn what I teach my private clients today. And so that is the energetic neutrality value classic. If you ever work with me, you will learn this. The Buddhists call it the middle way, but it is this idea of finding that neutral space. Some people call it their peace place, but your job while you are in the space between relationships is to learn what this is. And I'm gonna teach you today, so it's gonna be good. Wouldn't it be amazing if you could whip out your phone anytime you wanted relationship help from a legit love expert and just got the answer to your problem solved like immediately? And more than a two minute fluffy, you got this. Unlike other love coaches, I go hard in Boxer. My private clients love this perk because let's be real, most of the real stuff happens in between traditional calls. But now, for the first time ever, outside of my high-level one-on-one, I can be in your back pocket. Introducing Back Pocket Love Coach, 30 days private, tailored one-on-one with me, Stephanie. Former lovebirds who snagged this brilliant opportunity got tailored coaching when they needed it. And some of them used it to squash anxiety about dating, how not to fuck up a new connection. Some used it to move through breakups. Some used it to move through healing their own bullshit, preventing them from having the love of their life. Everyone has their own things and I'd love to support you because honestly, stop bugging your girlfriends and actually text a pro. Here's what's in it for you. The best relationship expert, hey, at your fingertips. (laughs) Mentorship without a long-term contract. Exclusive framework concepts and tools tailored to you that I only reserve for private clients. Confidence in yourself as a woman to actually be in love like an adult. Revived relationships, hotter sex, less bickers, ease in dating, I could go on. What's the energy exchange? One month of private boxer access is 1,000 USD. Find out more at sogood.love or as always DM me, BPLC, to get started. 
I would recommend getting a pen and paper. Let's go. So energetic neutrality is really easy to access. And once you get a taste, it's just impossible to go back. So here's what energetic neutrality is not. It is not acting like you don't give a fuck. It is not putting on a front. It is not being icy. It is not being rude. I cannot tell you how unattractive it is to be the girl who's pretending she doesn't give a shit. I, it is so, so tacky. And quite frankly, quality men find it really unattractive. It's, it's, it's not good because it just shows um, the, the lack of maturity. The women who act out really have a lot of pain. So energetic neutrality is not, you know, being an icy cold bitch who just shuts everybody down. If that is you, I see you. I have compassion for you. I know what it's like to be really angry at men. I know what it's like to feel really hurt and frustrated. But my advice to you is to really work on quieting that that space in you that wants to react with defensiveness, put the sword down and really work through that before you get into another relationship. So anyways, energetic neutrality is a skill that is based on how you view your place in the relationship. So let's, let's use an old client for an example. So this client came to me and she wanted me to help her get her ex back. So funnily enough, two sessions in, she realized, oh, maybe that's not what I want. Maybe what I'm looking for is the feeling. Maybe it's not him. Maybe it's the idea of him. Now add on that this particular client, the ex she was referring to, was the guy who came in and out and in and out and up and around and back in town and here and there and everywhere. And that can make the most put together woman a messy puddle on the floor. It's really, really dangerous to participate in an entanglement like that. And I'm going to do a future episode on what an entanglement is and how to stay the F away from those because you don't want to do that. They're very hard to get out. It's quicksand for the heart. So this client came to me saying, I want to get my ex back. And I kind of nodded along because you never know the circumstances until you're in the container. And we realized that what she wanted more was for consistency. And when we worked closer, she realized she wanted a consistent man that wasn't actually him. It was a really profound time together. But her strategy, because this was a woman who for years, on again, off again, on again, off again, on again, off again, how do you get out of that cycle of pit? If you're pinging from one end to the other, if it, there's a pendulum and you're going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, you stop it in the middle. So that's what energetic neutrality is. How do you do it? Well, it's individual for everyone. If I were to say to you, and this is probably a good time to get out your pen and paper, what was the last time where you felt really good? Not manic, not happy, not drunk, not stoned, just good, content, 
really sort of baseline those days where you're like, wow, like I feel really good today. I want you to think about the last time you had one of those days and I want you to write down every detail that you can think of about that day. So what were you wearing? What did you eat? Who did you talk to? What did you listen to? How did your day go? Like, what did you physically do? What time did you wake up? What time did you go to bed? As much as possible, really allow yourself to get as much detail because that's what's going to give you more I guess let's say more coins to fill in your energetic neutrality piggy bank. So once you're done with that, I want you to think of everything that happened the day before the day you felt really good. So we wrote, we just wrote about all the details and characteristics about the last really great, fun, cozy, peaceful, like you just felt really good. What happened the day before that? Do the exact same thing. Those 48 hours, if you were to classic like Venn diagram style, draw the circle with the day that you had amazing and then a circle with the day before that, that was amazing. And then somewhere in the middle, that is your picture of your middle way, your baseline. So here's an example. It could look like the day that you felt really great, you had really great sex with your boyfriend, you made really great money, you ate really well, you did your yoga workout, you did not bitch out your brother. Um, things were just flowing, like you were feeling really good, okay? And so the day before that, you you know had a long day at work, but it was really productive, and you watched a really great documentary, and you FaceTimed your girlfriend, and it was all right. If you were to kind of merge those two days together, you would get a baseline of what you need to feel good. So healthy movement, connection, productivity, a sense of purpose, right? Everyone's individual. So when those things that you wrote down are present in your life, you're less likely to feel unhinged when you get a lack of response via text. When you can start to go, oh, okay, I feel really good when I do this, or I really like when I get off the phone with so-and-so, or you know, after a day at yoga, I feel like I make better work decisions, whatever it is for you. But again, learning about yourself. So when you start to say, oh, these things are really great and they make me feel good, not pendulum swinging, like high octane emotion, just baseline good. Your job is to make that a foundational part of your life. And once you do that, you start to become confident. You start to go, oh, I'm the girl who works out. Ha, cool, sweet. Didn't expect that, but I feel good when I do it. The brain rewards pleasure. I'm gonna do it again oh, I feel better when I don't instigate a fight with that drama chick that I'm not even really close with. Cool, I'm gonna just like not talk to her as much and I feel a little lighter. Whatever it is for you, the more you live that way, guess what happens? You are less dependent on external validation. And if you remember from last episode, the number one indicator of a difficult slash toxic relationship are one or two people that live off of, require, need 
external validation to feel okay. Okay, so we have our energetic neutrality coins. So each little thing that you wrote, you know, I, I drank my water, I didn't act saucy, <laughs> I, you know, filled out that, that government form, I paid that bill on time, I feel good. Like I just, I just feel centered, funny, centered. Your job is to curate your life so that that's where you live most of the time. Because when you live there most of the time, when you have random hits of stress, random bullshit, you know, you're less bothered. When people are like, you know, I'm unbothered, those women tend to have a full satisfying life. They also are very okay and have learned how to be neutral. And so I'm gonna bring this a little bit deeper and talk about how that plays into dating. So when we talk about energetic neutrality in dating, what that means is not so much I'm going in with an open mind because that's bullshit. That's not true. Most people don't go into dates saying, I have an open mind. They go in saying, I'm anxious and terrified and I'm going to say this affirmation even though I don't believe it and still be nervous the whole time. So it's not about affirming your way out of something your body doesn't believe. It's about going, well, wouldn't it feel better if I just observed the scenario. So instead of, oh my God, I'm going on like that. Like, what if he's weird? What if it sucks? Like, what if blah, 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 blah. Like, we're already, we're already future tragedy forecasting, right? We're already making it terrible. And then the brain is already solving the problem that we're creating. It's a nightmare. Of course you're anxious, right? So then you text your friend and then her energy amplifies you and, oh, I'm meeting him in a bit. It's just, it's messy. So that energy comes into the date and then we're sort of deer in a headlight. It's, it's bizarre. And so the way out of that is to go, okay, well, what if I'm just meeting a guy? What if it's an hour of my life where I'm literally having a cup of coffee with this person and we're going to talk about this movie and if I don't like it, I can go. Wouldn't that feel a little bit better? Because at the end of the day, it's just a person. We make the meaning, we create the meaning. If you are secure in yourself, you're not gonna go into a date going, I wonder what, what's gonna happen between us. I wonder if it's gonna be good. Like, oh my God, like I want something serious. I don't want it to be just a hookup because your life is good and full. And when you go on a date, you're observing. How does my body feel when I'm around this person? Do I have any signals? Not anxiety, but if I'm sitting in front of this person, how is my posture? Do I feel okay? Is there a signal that says, mm, oh, I don't know. You can't access that if you're in your head. Right? So, so many women who have had awful relationships go, man, I saw the signs so early on. I was just blinded by the infatuation because we make it mean something. This is the guy that's going to save me. This relationship will get me out of my misery. My life will start once I meet this guy, whatever the case may be. Again, external validation. Women who don't need someone else to make them feel good will have easier relationships all the time. It's just literally easier because you 
are in charge of you. You are in charge of your state. You're not a rag doll where it's like, oh, well, he smiled at me, so I'm pulled to the left. Oh, he ignored me, so I'm pulled to the right. You are firm in your middle. And so when you're on a date, you're simply watching. You're just observing. We're not going on dates to be chosen. We're not contorting ourselves to appear a certain way. We're not pretending. We are simply presenting. We are inviting. It's just two people. It's just two people having a cup of coffee, you know, playing a round of golf, having a glass of wine, going out for a hike. It doesn't matter. It's just two people. And again, it might go, okay, well, that sounds so easy, but it really does get easy when you start to fill up your own cup. So when we go back to energetic neutrality, it's about saying, what do I need to do to be neutral? What do I need to do to be able to have a conversation with a grown man and not feel like this person is going to make or break my night? Or this person is going to be in charge of how I feel. And I understand, I have notebooks filled with the silly things that I did just to get the, the rush of a guy inviting me over to his place. I know what it's like. I'm not judging. I'm just simply saying there is a better way. And that is when you call your power inward. So it's yours. It's filled inside of you. So yeah, it doesn't mean that you don't get the sting. It doesn't mean that you, you're invincible and you don't get hurt, but you, you recover from ruptures way faster. You tolerate way less. And your energy is far more inviting because you're not showing up on a date with expectation. You're not showing up on a date radiating anxiety and nervousness because you can see it. I always tell women like, man, you don't need to do shots getting ready. That's what I, I used to drink a bottle of wine getting ready for a date. <laughs> man, what you have to do is you have to go, do I like my life right now? If someone were to come into my life, they have to beat my solitude. They have to bring something to the table. We're not doing this reverse thing where it's how can I be what he wants so that he can pick me and I can have a boyfriend. Like we're not doing that. Not on my fucking watch. I tell my women all the time, we flip it and not in this holier than thou, you know, I have a God complex and I'm better than you and you need to work for me. Like that's a front too. It's about going, I'm an amazing radiant woman. And if I don't believe that, then my job is to believe it before I even dare have an intimate relationship with someone else because it will just mirror all of your insecurities. If you've ever seen like a toxic couple where like both people are problematic, it's literally like two toddlers tossing a ball back and forth. It's them seeing the wound in each other, but not having the regulation and awareness to go, oh shit, like what are we doing? Like, oh, look at what we're doing. We're kids in a sandbox. So it's super, super, super important to go, okay, when do I feel the best? What do I need to do to curate my life so that I can stay in this space of neutrality? Because I can tell you it is very easy to get caught up in dramatic BS. It can often look like chemistry or a very deep connection, 
or we've started talking all day. It can be very confusing, but the best, best, best thing you can possibly do to stop being so obsessed and over analytical with dating is to come from this place of right in the middle. Some will, some won't, so what? Classic Jack Canfield quote, but it applies here. You want to come from a space where you understand A, it's just a person. Truly say it, he's just a guy. Say it again, he's just a guy. He's got his own gross habits. He's gross sometimes. He's not all that. Like it's not, they're just gross people. We're all, we're all just weirdos, okay? Don't let your dopamine hit good morning text, casual, like random shit make you think that this is something bigger than it is. We want to lose expectation of outcome. The single-handed best way to lose that is to not require external validation. The best way to not require that is to live in a space of neutrality. It's pretty complex and it is a skill. So the first thing to do that I would suggest is after you've written out your, you know, happy vibes notes, start looking around your environment. Is it supportive? Is your environment supportive? Is your room clean? Do you have healthy food in the fridge? Have you moved your body this week? Have you moved your body this week more than once? Have you engaged in disrespectful encounters with people who don't care about you? Have you avoided taking care of a task that you have been putting off because you're overwhelmed with how to do it? The list goes on. When you clean up your side of the street and you get busy doing that, you're less inclined to go, oh, my life is so stressful, but like, oh, he texted me, so I feel okay right? You want to flip it. So take care of your shit and be busy. Be busy with your stuff. Don't be fake busy. Literally go, okay, if I were to be in a serious relationship in six months, am I actually ready for that? Like, is my shit cleared up? Like, am I, am I an adult woman right now? Because I want an adult man. So that's what I'm going to be doing. And then you're less concerned with your fucking phone. Put it in a drawer, you know, do your chores, write out your to-do list for tomorrow, do your work, work out, do something like just do something to get out of the heightened state. It will be tough. We are addicted to instant replies. We are addicted to praise. We love when someone compliments us or likes us. It's inherent in human behavior, but you have to override the mind. It's just a non-negotiable because in the beginning, you haven't established anything yet. This is not the same conversation I would have to a client when she's been in a 10-month relationship because that's a whole different set of stuff that comes up when you've been with someone. But in the beginning, your job is to just like your life completely, as much as humanly possible. I always tell clients, Get busy creating your life because you're going to like it so much that you're not going to be just, you know, standing at the bus stop waving around for the next Todd or Kyle or Justin to come on down and choose you. Never. And that's also a little insider tip, how you get rid of defensive icy behavior, but that'll be for a different episode. My point is 
you stop requiring the incessant responses, you lose the expectation and you stop being so damn nuts because you realize, oh, I'm the, like, I'm the prize. Like, oh, I'm just going to do me respectfully and see if this, this guy who's just a guy is going to batter up, right? It's, let's see what he does. It's not about a game, it's about a dance. And when you come from a place of being square in the middle, just watching, oh, this didn't feel good, but I learned from it. Oh, this feels nice, I'm gonna do more of that. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. That is your life. And if you can start to track the patterns, your dating will be so much easier because you will be so less likely to crash and burn and throw your phone and hate dating because it'll be about, is this person able to bring everything I've got to the table? When you come from a place of energetic neutrality, as in I am an observer of my life, I create it the way I want, my environment is supportive, the people in it must be willing and excited to be in this space, contribute to it, be better than before this person came into your life. When you can truly do that, you will lose this weird feeling of like, I'm going to lose it if I don't hear from this guy. It's gone. It may take some time. It is a muscle. But I promise you, your dating and relationships are going to feel so much better. And I want to quickly touch on how this skill set applies when you are in a long-term relationship or when you've been married for 15 years, because this skill set of learning how to be energetically neutral and observant without expectation is a skill that will be applicable any, in any interaction with any person. So a great classic example is learning how in a marriage to not take husband's mood personally deeper, how to not take a husband's mood and clap back deepest, how to take a husband's mood, recognize it, step in, in a neutral space to mirror back and then come to a solution. Because when you're married and when you have made sacred vows of forever and ever and ever, you better believe that there are going to be ruptures and disappointments and rocky roads as the human condition expects it so, right? We will always have periods and moments in our life when we come from ego and wound space. And so healthy, connected partners are able to, without doing the labor of someone else, able to reflect back, hey, your behavior indicates that there's some stuff going on. I'm here for you. I teach my private clients, those that are in relationships, how to really master this. But in terms of how to stay in that neutral space when you're in a long-term relationship is to really understand that your job is to hold space without doing their work. And so that's simply about reflecting back. It looks like, it feels like, it sounds like you might be moving through something, dealing with something, having something on your mind. Then it's up to the other individual to bid back. But if you are able to stay neutral, especially in conflict, stay logical, stay in fact, stay in, hmm, what would this look like if I was watching this interaction? 
if I was watching me and this person, me and my husband, me and my sister, me and my best friend having this conversation, what would it look like? And again, if you're not too sure or if it feels a little strange and different, just say to yourself, this is different. I I am learning something different. It's going to feel different. My partner might be confused by it, but that's okay. All habits, all new decisions, all new behaviors at one point were new and uncomfortable. Like think about it. There was a time in your life where you didn't even know how to put a shirt over your head. Everything can be taught. Like you can learn how to go, hmm, this conversation is activating. How am I going to respond? What's really going on here? Again, it's a skill set. And a lot of the issue is that people do not think to develop this skill set. Some of you may not even be aware that you can develop this muscle. So when you learn to be neutral in the middle way, observing, learning to see what your expectations are, It's a massive start and what I always recommend to private clients and any students on how to take this to the next level is learning the skill of how to not take things personally. But because I'm savage as fuck like that, you're going to have to wait for the third and final episode in this series to learn all about that skill set. You know, I got to keep you waiting, got to keep you guessing. Seriously though, in episode three, we are going to cover how to not take things personally and how to pair that with having the neutral observer stance. And those two together will eliminate so much of your obsessive anxiety, so much unnecessary mental spiraling. Your girlfriends will be relieved because you will stop bugging them. You will no longer need to screenshot a text and go, what do you think? It's, it's unnecessary. You don't have to do it anymore. But of course, only if you decide that your romantic life deserves that upgrade. So stay tuned for episode three. I'm going to bring it on home. I'm going to tie it together. We are going to learn the two-step process. I teach private clients on how to not take things personally. All right, that was that was a ride, my friends. So I hope you enjoyed this. Make sure to let me know your thoughts. I love when you DM and screenshot and share episodes that you loved on stories. It matters so much to me. The more ears that can hear this, the more lives I can help and impact. That is why I do what I do. So that being said, woo, this one was so good. I will see you guys in part three of the relax, chill out, stop overanalyzing, stop bugging your girlfriends, three episode arc. But man, it has been a blast. Thank you so much for spending some time with me. I love a good half hour together. Don't forget that in the next episode, I'm going to be sharing something really excited that I have put together with you in mind. It's just something that I wish I had, wish I had when I was in that dating vortex. So anyways, my loves, it's been an absolute splash and I'll see you in episode three. All right, lovebirds, there you have it. I hope that you thoroughly enjoyed that little pocket of time we spent together. It means the world to me. If this episode landed, if you felt like you got some mic drops, I'd love to know in the comments. Feel free to leave a five-star review as well. That always feels good. And if you know anyone who would benefit from listening to this, send her my way. 
Today's episode was so good, and I'll see you next time. I'm living that high.